so we're gonna see how this goes. <laughs> I'm in a car with my buddy Adam. Hey oh. Who I've known for God, what, almost 30 years at this point. Yeah. I was probably maybe 15 when we met. Yep. Something like that. Yep. How, old, how old are you now? I am 49. Okay, so I'm 42. So Okay. Sounds yeah, about so, right. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about 20 or 21 when we first met. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh so uh he is the front man for the band. Well, actually, let's say your full name. It is... Adam Warshawski. Adam Warshawski, front man for the band Sleeping by the Riverside. Um, I'm here to see their first show, and what's it been? 18 years. 18 years. What the hell inspired you to reunite after 18 years? Well, it's been a, a rough year on everybody, and uh, people are just starting to you know, relax a little bit. And we got an offer from Furnace Fest to play one of their pre-shows in Birmingham, so we were excited about that. But to do that, we wanted to do, you know, a show to kind of break off the rust. And um, so we started practicing for, we've been practicing for like five months. And uh, Matt's had to fly in from California a few times. And because um, it's it's fun. His kid lives in Orlando, the Orlando area or something like that. No, I'm wrong. That's what I said last time and he corrected me. East Tampa, East New Tampa. Okay. And his kid is one of the main characters on the YouTube show um, uh, Cocoa Bean or something like that. Cocoa Nut? Coco. <laughs> You're looking at it's me like, for help. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this show that there's very little, like, talking. It's mostly, like, singing and grunty noises. And it's for, like, toddlers or something like that. Okay. And his kid uh, got a job. Cocoa Melon. Cocoa Melon. Cocoa Melon. Yeah, apparently it's very popular and it's going to get picked up by, like, some giant company. Cool. But yeah, so anyway, he gets to see him as kind of a side to uh, practicing with the band. So we did that for the last five months, and now we're ready to go. Tonight will be the first night in 18 years that we've played in front of people. And uh, then next week is Birmingham. Birmingham, and that is? Furnace Fest. Furnace Fest, that's Pre-show. the 23rd, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure that's about right yeah. within a few days of that. I'm, I'm landing in Birmingham that morning. And then coming out to see you guys that night. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we're playing with Norma Jean and uh, a bunch of other good bands, Haste. And uh, we're going to have a good time. I think they've come close to selling out. Last I heard, they had sold 19, or 900 out of the 1,300. Um, but that was like a month ago, so they probably sold a lot since. So September 23rd, people, if you're in Birmingham, come see Norma Jean and Sleeping by the Riverside. How long has it been since you personally have been on a stage? Oh, gosh. All right, so I had a few false start bands after Sleeping by the Riverside. I did a fixed bayonets, which practiced for close to a year, wrote some good songs, but then never played out live, broke up. Then we did Motion to Strike with uh, some of the guys from Under Oath and um, uh, George Flores. And that, another one, we practiced for like a year, and I think we played one show and Brandon, and then that was it. Um, so that would have been about 2005. So I think it's been 16 years since I've been on stage because wow. that's the only time. Everything after that, I did. We did Skyway on Fire, which was a really good project. We recorded six songs that nobody has heard, um, and uh, it was Patrick from Chalice, Octavio from Under Oath, uh, me, JC from Blood Donor, and uh, who else? I think that might have been it. I think it you mean Octavio stuff. from Sick Bay. That's right. <laughs> Octavio from Sick Bay. That's right. That's where he got his start. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, I was 
in a band, and this guy shepherded our band for a while, dragged us around on a couple mini tours, mm -hmm. and uh, we slept on some floors, and oh, yeah. we had a great time. I was 16, question yep. mark, around then. Paid the minimalist of money. Paid the We're surprised to get it. Yeah. Sometimes didn't even accept it. Just like, nah, y'all keep it. We're happy to be <laughs> yeah. here. You look worse <laughs> off than us. We're, we get to go home. You guys live here in this. <laughs> uh, so... The, the real burning question on everyone's mind is, when do I get royalties for naming Sleeping by the Riverside? You know, it's come up quite a few times. In the <laughs> there's no money in it, but there's definitely uh, honor and respect. Okay. Because we, we definitely talk about uh, the, the beginnings of the ideas of the, for that name, and your name comes up a lot. <laughs> we, talk, we talk about how uh, Luke Morton was the first our first guitarist, and he left us to go start Under Oath. Oh, Okay. And uh, like that whole time period was very transitional. For yeah, everybody. I remember because I think, I think by the the inception of the band versus what you guys became, it may have just been you that was the one thread. I mean, but I think it was just a completely different group of people that I never met by the time you were guys were putting out albums and stuff. Yeah, so I was in I was in Overthrow from 1994 till late 1996, and when that band broke up. Uh, I got the call from Kevin Roberts to ask to front uh, this project that they were doing. They hadn't quite named it yet, but it, they had had a band called Shroud of Torin, mm -hmm. and uh, Cam, I think, was going to be going into the Air Force or, or some military branch and wasn't going to be doing vocals for them anymore. So the majority of the body of that band is what made up Sleeping by the Riverside plus me as the singer of Overthrow. And I'm I'm the only member of Sleeping by the Riverside that's been there from the beginning all the way to the end. Everybody else has been. We've had like twelve members. Wow. Yeah. I oh I gotta tell you this. I don't know if I've ever told you this. So not long after your album came out, your CD it had a dove on it, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like just casually on eBay, just looking around, and I see your CD. Oh, and it was like, well, I know that, and it was like some girl, her boyfriend had left, and she was like just selling his shit. Oh, and she was like, yeah, I don't know what this album is called, and it just sounds like noise to me. But oh. if you want it, that's <laughs> it was, a heartbreaker. But it was hilarious to me because it was like this completely personal. Like I know these guys, yeah. I know that fucking thing. I named the band, and this. How in the hell did I come across this? Yeah. Yeah, and the irony in that is that the the song that was you know the most popular, we'll say, was something to say, and the the lyrics in that song are about unequally yoked relationships. Oh yeah, perfect. So, so, so you know that kid was like, even though he didn't have the CD, he was singing and crying on his way to his mom's house to sleep on the couch. That's great. All right, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I appreciate your interview. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll hang out and hug and have a beer later. Yeah. And uh, I shouldn't say good luck. I say break a leg. Okay. Yeah. Break a leg tonight. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have a good time. All right. Well, uh, Back. Keep you keep talking now. Okay, so um, I got this is a comedy podcast, right? Sure. So I got to tell you a joke then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way that works, right? I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's law. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> In uh, and stop me if you've heard this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, in eighteen twelve, the uh, the Queen of Spain was getting robbed blind by the the privateers and and uh, pirates out on the ocean, right? 
And so she says, you know, I'm, I'm going to take one of my admirals and I'm going to equip him with the best men we have. I'm going to, I'm going to sponsor, you know, any move he makes financially, we'll back him up, but I want him to go out and I want him to, to hug the, or hug. I want him to go kill, there's a big difference, yeah. the pirates and get my money back, right? So she calls him in, says, look, I'm going to give you a, this big uh, ship with all the cannons and all the crew you need. Go out there and get me some pirates and, and bring my gold back. And uh, so he's like, okay, we'll do. So goes down to the docks, hires a crew, gets on the ship, and they head out into the open ocean. About two days into the, uh, the trip, they hit a heavy fog, right? And uh, so they're making their way through this fog, and it finally breaks. And on the other end of it, as they're coming into the clear, is a pirate ship flying the Jolly Roger, right? Okay. So they circle around each other. Everybody's getting ready to fight, and they meet. And uh, the admiral says to his first mate, he says, bring me my red shirt. So the, the first mate runs to his cabin, grabs him his red shirt, brings it to him. He puts it on. There's a big blazing sword fight and cannon war. And ultimately, the, the admiral wins and takes the treasure back to the queen. So she's like, oh, this is amazing. All right, well, now I want you to go hire more crew to replace the ones that died. Go back out on the ocean and uh, go get me more of my treasure. So he, that's what he does. He goes down to the docks, gets new replacement crew, gets on the ship, heads out on the ocean. About two days in, hits that same fog, right? Makes his way through the fog, and uh, they're, they're coming out into the open, and there's three pirate ships. So he's like, first mate, grab me my red shirt, right? So the first mate grabs him his red shirt, and he puts it on. They have a tremendous battle that takes hours, but ultimately they overcome the three pirate ships brings the treasure back to by the way it's raining it's raining now on the fucking roof of my car (laughs) it's just to add to the ambiance right it's all part of the story so he goes back to the queen and just hauls in this crap ton of treasure and she's like oh god this is amazing all right here we go go back down get another crew and head back out and so he's down on the docks and he's in a bar and he's signing up new sailors and his first mate comes up to him after a few beers jesus Listen to that. (laughs) And says, hey, Admiral, how come every time we're about to go into battle, you ask me for your red shirt? And he says, well, it's a morale thing. If the crew sees me bleeding, they may lose hope, and so then we might lose. So I put on a red shirt to disguise my wounds, right? Makes perfect sense. The first mate's like, okay, all right, I get it now. So they make their way out on the ocean with the new crew. They hit the fog. Coming out of the fog into the open, there are five pirate ships waiting for him. So the admiral yells to his first mate, first mate, bring me my brown pants. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. You tell it was blood and now it's poop. Did you see it coming? I know. <laughs> I gotta say, I fell asleep halfway through that. <laughs> it is not a long joke. <laughs> All right, man, I'll see you later. Yep. Good luck with the rain. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll talk later. All right. Bye. Everything we do matters. Hey, thanks for listening to that episode of So How About This. Whatever you are using to listen, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, hit whatever extra button they make you push these days. On Twitter, you can find us at So How About This One. The words are So How About This, followed by the number one. 
Leave us some beautiful comments there. Ask us questions. If you want us to talk about something on the podcast, let us know. We'll bring it up while we record, and uh, we'll see you next time.